Hello everyone, I am Sophia and you are listening to Lab and Jam, a podcast about creative professionals in the music industry. Today's guest is the fabulous Gina Grigio, who is a Welsh drag queen with a lovely voice and a great sense of humor. Hello Gina, uh, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? You're very welcome. Um, I'm okay, thank you. I am a little bit um, tender today because I did do a drunk makeup last night, um, <laughs> which is one of my online videos. But yeah, fabulous. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Um, well, uh, I'm I'm doing uh, great actually. Uh, I'm you know just listening to online lectures at home and watching Netflix in between, you know, and doing these video um, interviews. So yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> Uh, I Lots actually do want to talk about. Sorry. I was going to say, did you watch Drag Race UK last night? No, I haven't. Unfortunately, not as <gasps> yet. Was it good? Oh, yeah. Only because one of my favourite drag queens in the entire world is on there, Ginny Lemon. <clears throat> and okay. yeah, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a really good series. Oh, okay. I, I definitely have to check it out. <laughs> um, could you say? three things that you love about doing drag? Um, I love entertaining people. I love meeting and talking to people. And I love... I love the freedom of it. I can can do and say whatever I want. Mm. Uh, Do you think... Um, you have the power to do good or to do really bad things through drag? Like, do you think you have power with it? Uh, Well, hopefully not bad things. Um, Yeah, drag (laughs) definitely gives you a platform where you have a captive audience. And, you know, I try and use my power for the the greater good. Um, With my online shows, my drunk makeups and whatnot, I use it as a platform for everyone to be really open and honest about how they're doing mentally at the minute. And, you know, let's talk, let's hash it out. Um, I do talk quite openly about my mental health um, and encourage other people to do the same. Um, Because in my day job, I'm a mental health champion as well. So trying Mm -hmm. to, trying to break down the stigma of any mental health problems that people might have. Um, and I suppose as a drag queen, you are an ambassador of your city, your scene, um, and, and you have to do what's right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, today, now more than ever, it is important to uh, make sure that everyone's okay, uh, especially mental health-wise, I suppose, because we're all locked inside our houses and our heads as well. So, um yeah, it is. It is important to pay attention to that. Um, you've mentioned. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, I was going to say when I when I started doing my lives, it was shows, and then I quickly realised that it. I I did it to try and engage with people, but I was just singing at them for an hour, so I changed it into a conversational thing. So drunk makeup. I just sit and get drunk and do some makeup, but we talk. Um, and I'm, I much prefer that style of filming where there's a, there's a, a dialogue going on constantly, people talking to each other, people talking to me, um, and, I, and I I engage with a lot of people that way. Um, 
Yes, I was just about to ask you uh, if you could talk more about this um, drunk makeup. So is it a, a live stream or like what kind of event is it and what does it entail? Um, so it's a Facebook Live. Um, I do it every mm -hmm. Thursday. Um, I do challenges. Um, so I've done the No Mirror Challenge. I've done full face of pound shop makeup. I've done crazy long nails. I've done no thumbs. Wow. Um, or I do looks inspired by the drag queens. Um, and I just mm -hmm. get drunk because who doesn't like to see a drunk drag queen making a tit out of themselves? <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, but it, it is mostly talking and answering the comments more than, you know, you're not tuning in to watch me do an impeccable makeup look because that's not going to happen. Um, it is just light entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I suppose it, it, is, uh, it is a good way of um, connecting with your audience because you are creating content whilst you are actually talking to them. Do you do um, anything else apart from uh, your Thursday streams for your um, So fans? I do, yeah, I do chip in um, with other stuff. So I've done um, some stuff with Drag Diva Lockdown. Um, I have a, a private monthly gig um, for a local charity that support adults with learning disabilities and acquired brain injuries. Um, because they're quite impacted socially at the minute because they can't really leave their homes. So it's a nice mm -hmm. way to get together. Oh, sorry, notification came through. Um, it's a nice way to get together with them um, and, you know, just check in on them as well. Yeah, it, um, yeah. it, it is important. How, um, what have you been up to um, since there weren't any live gig opportunities apart from this? Like how... Um, how have you released all the stress maybe of constantly being at home apart from your live streams and helping out others? Um, well, I am working my day job still. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I work for a college and so that is still quite hands-on. Um, yeah, I did, I did go through a period where I had to curtail um, my lives for a while because, you know, working 40 hours a week and trying to find time to fit in doing drunk makeups or coming up with different theories and different themes and stuff, it was getting quite difficult. And then throughout all of this as well, my mental health took a big nosedive. Um, but again, because I'm quite open with my followers, we had quite an open dialogue that I was really struggling and I was going to have a little break. Um, and when I did come back, my viewers went through the roof. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, uh, so they were probably my, really happy that you were back. Yeah, my lives generally tend to get anywhere between sort of two and a half and four thousand views each week. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a lot. A lot of people watch me get drunk. <laughs> How does that make you feel that you've got such a following? Um, really surreal, really, really surreal that people have got, people have got nothing better to do. Um, <laughs> but I've always said, I've always said, I don't really want to be 
famous. I just want to be successful. You know, if I've got 10 viewers, but they're really happy, then I've done my job. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. uh, it is quite interesting how important it is to you that your um, audience and, and the people who support you um, feel seen or supported by you, which I think is a is a lovely um, aspect of what you do. Uh, and I'm obviously going to ask the obvious question, why have you started drag? Um, for selfish reasons, really, I just wanted to make people happy. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not interested in fame or I, I just, I want to be successful as a drag queen and I want to be respected by people that I work with and, you know, share the scene with, but I'm not any more important than anyone else. Um, and I definitely think there's space for all of us. And I think I engage with my followers in a very different way in that, like I said, I don't really do cabaret shows anymore because I'm not just going to sing at a captive audience for an hour and then disappear. Um, you know, the biggest thing about not being able to go out at the minute is not having those conversations and checking in on people um, and just catching up. So that's what my lives are. Um, and that's why I wanted to do drag. I, you know, I want, I want to make a difference. I want to make someone smile. Um, hmm. And hopefully that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I think you are. I mean, um, when, um, so for people who don't know this, I was part of uh, the Immersed Festivals um, organizing, um, organizing the Immersed Festival. Um, and we've recorded Gina as well and you definitely made us all smile so um it was a great experience having you there um yeah I um I suppose usually when you uh talk to performers or artists people um tend to either say that you know they want fame and fortune and um you know um, a lovely house in Saint-Tropez and then there's the other aspect who are just saying that oh, no, I'm doing it for the art or for the music so would you say um, you are doing it for the people could we say that yeah I'm doing it for the people um, you know I've got a good life I don't need to do drag um, you know I've got, a, I've got a steady day job I've got a nice house but but I don't think there is a drag queen like me out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't have the stage persona. Um, I don't put up a barrier between performer and audience. You know, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. If we're sharing the same space, then let's get involved. Um, I try to be approachable and personable. I don't like drag queens that are very much, you know, this is my stage. This is my space. You sit over there and mm -hmm. listen. Um, and I'm just very lighthearted and I don't take things seriously. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I am for the people. <laughs> yeah, um, so you, you just mentioned that uh, you don't necessarily have a stage persona. So would you say that Gina Grigio is a, is a part of you then, in a way? Or is it you? Um, I would say... I'd say... 
Christian is quite reserved and quite shy. And mm-hmm. Gina Grigio is the life and soul of the party. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, in essence, is a powerful mask to wear because it's, it's free reign. It's complete freedom to do and say whatever you want to do um, for, the, for the greater good, you know, never for bad reasons. Um, yeah, I don't think I have a stage persona per se. One of my criticisms of Drag Race last night on the episode that came out is, you know, a lot of these queens walked into the room like, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm the most fabulous creature. I'd just walk in and be like, hi, oh, yeah, it's me, Gina Grigio. I look all right from a distance. Like, <laughs> it's the grandeur of drag I don't quite get sometimes. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but I suppose in a way they... they um... I mean, I might be, my, I'm probably being the um, devil's advocate here, but they probably have to sell themselves and it is, they have to be quite convincing in what they do. So I suppose that's why they are um, exaggerating sometimes in a way. Yeah, whereas I'm not trying to sell myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you either like them or you don't. I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise. Um, yeah. But this is it. <laughs> As good as it gets. This is as good as it gets, if not slightly worse. <laughs> and we're all um, we're all lucky uh, to be able to have you. Um, I think. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, now that we were talking about drunk drunk makeup, what is your favourite drink? Uh, vodka Red Bull, probably. Um, <laughs> I, I've just discovered Cremant, which. It's the new champagne. It's the new Prosecco. I love Cremont. Um, I drink anything, really. I'm not proud. <laughs> mm. Well, that definitely gets um, the shy Christian, you said, out of its shell then, probably. Yes. One of the <laughs> it gets things, into the Gina mood. One of the things I had to adapt to a drunk makeup is the first couple of ones people complained or commented that I wasn't drunk enough. So I've had to, so I've had to start pre-drinking. So I drink for a good two hours before I go live. Um, yeah, yeah. People are demanding. Yeah, it, it it's quite hard the things that you have to do for show business, isn't it? I know. <laughs> do you have a hidden talent that your fans don't know about? Well, anything that I'm all right at, I've done. So I've, I've performed puppetry and I've performed burlesque. Um, and okay. I've danced and obviously I sing live. Um, hidden talents. I'm really good at guessing people's bra sizes. Yeah. Like almost perfect. I've got like a 90% success rate at that. That's not really a Did talent, say- is it? Um, did you say, sorry, star sign? Bra sizes. Oh, bra size. I thought you said you can get someone's star sign. <laughs> bra size. Bra size. I don't know how, I don't know why, <laughs> but bra sizes. And I can lick my nose. Wow. I think I I, I accept those as talents because I, I don't think I can lick my nose. I'm not going to try now, but I don't think I can. Not many people <laughs> can. I, I, let's agree that that's a talent then. Yeah. And I never know my own bra size, so I think that's a talent as well. So (laughs) 
you you've got you've got quite a lot of um, things up your sleeve, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I just have a crack at anything, to be honest. I mean, I'm not scared mm-hmm. of looking stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to try something, I'm going to try it full hog. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, you said that you danced as well. Were you doing that as in uh, in a school setting? Were you learning to dance or was it just a hobby? Just a hobby. I mean, it's my favourite form of workout. If I, if, if I have to do exercise, then I'd rather just plug my iPod in and dance like a maniac for an hour. I do the exact same thing, by the way, um, almost so every good. day. Like I, I want to go. I don't want to go to a gym. I'd just rather mess around in my bedroom with some music on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is your go-to to listen to when you uh, want to feel confident and empowered? Then in your own room. Um, the girl groups of the noughties: Sugar Babes, Girls Aloud, Atomic Kitten. Yeah, you got, got a lot of them. I do. Yeah. My new fascination at the minute and i am working on it i want to create a drag girl group that okay. sing and dance like and mm-hmm. and take off the girl groups like the saturdays i love the saturdays they had some amazing song but mm-hmm. they were notoriously crap at singing and dancing at the same time <laughs> they couldn't do it and i think i could do it justice <laughs> with a couple of girls yeah I- Oh, wow, that that would be really cool. Would you say that that's one of your plans for 2021? It's definitely a plan. Yeah. Definitely, I want it to happen because I think it could be incredible. I, I'd love to see that. That would be amazing. Maybe we could, um, maybe you could do a um, live stream while you're rehearsing or something. I'll do a flash mob. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But like a true. really rubbish one, like in the middle of Debenhams or something. <laughs> All the middle-aged ladies will just look at you like, oh, oh what, what is happening? That's the plan. <laughs> um, so now that we're on uh, on about plans and goals, um, do you have anything um, that we can all um, look forward to as your audience um, in the upcoming year ahead of us? Well, in two weeks' time, you'll see my footage from Immersed Festival. Um, but mm-hmm. other than that, no. Um, the venue I worked at pre-lockdown no longer exists, so I don't have a residency mm. anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, I really don't know what the future holds for me. Um, but I'm hopeful. And, you know, if, if my time has come to step away from the limelight, then I know I've done everything that I wanted and needed to do. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, how... How does that make you feel that so many um, venues and um, companies that we used to love um, are disappearing at the moment? It makes me really, really angry. Um, Because across the Cardiff scene, no matter which venue you go to, they all harp on, you know, let's support our scene and let's do this and let's do that. But in reality, people have... um, their routines, you know, you go out, you go to this place, you go to this place, you go home. Um, so unless you're a fan of a certain venue, it's not going to survive. And that's what happened with WOW. WOW was the place to be when it was on Churchill Way. And then when it moved, people just stopped coming. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it couldn't survive. It never would survive. Um, but I also think with lockdown, it's inspired a lot of people to try drag online. Um, so when things do go back to normal, there are going to be a lot more drag queens vying for even less spots. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I really hope that the venue owners have been paying attention to who's been doing what online and who has become popular, who, you know, hasn't upped their game and changed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm in with a chance, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, not to sound depressing, but it is looking grim for the um, live industries at the moment. Um you know, most people are just trying to work and release um, music or do live streams or yeah, online um, gigs. To be fair, I do think um, I think the recovery will be quite quick. Um, you know, because we've all learned things about ourselves through lockdown. Um, you know, and things we want to do differently. I think, yeah, I think the recovery will be quite quick. People will want to go back out, and people will, you know want to start seeing each other again so i think the venues that still exist will do quite well um mm. we just you know we need to get to a place when we're allowed yeah i mean um fingers crossed but if uh by this summer things will go back to normal or almost no normal um i think it's going to be like a second woodstock or something i think people i think they will all go crazy you know uh and people will just party um all the time yeah so hopefully that will save the remaining venues save the remaining venues or overwhelm them completely um i think i'm definitely going to say yes a lot more um you know when things do go back to normal do you want to go out tonight yes do you want this gig yes um and i've definitely decided i'm going to be more tactile because um, I miss human contact. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had a hug since it was the 24th of March last year. Um, so I'm definitely going to be more tactile with people. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I hope it, it um, works out for you. It, um, it is quite painful that you can't really meet new people. So um, if you don't have any flatmates or people that you live with, then it can be quite... Um, Lonely, I guess. Yeah, like I live alone. Got two cats and a hamster that all hate me, so you know <laughs> they're not very affectionate towards me. Um, and then when you like know, the budgie as well. What's your budgie called? Winnie. Nice name. Mm, nice. Thank name. you. Um, and then yeah, when I'm in my day job, obviously we can't touch each other or or whatnot. So yeah, that's what I miss. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. You said that uh, you want to say yes more um, to opportunities. Um, I found as well in my life that um, I, I love a good party or a good gig, but at the same time, I'm a bookworm. So I'm just as happy to just curl up in my bed with a good book and just spend Friday night, you know, sitting at home. But then first lockdown hit and I realized that oh you know there were so many opportunities that I've missed um because I thought oh you know I'll do it next week or you know I'll just stay at home and um yeah it's it's uh 
quite refreshing to hear someone else saying the same thing that yeah I'm going to say yes more <laughs> I, I think we have to I think it, it this year has taught us anything it's the missed opportunities that we've all had and let's all go forward without regrets yeah hopefully what was your um favorite netflix show that helped you through lockdown oh that's a good question apart from drag race apart from drag race um there's been quite a few so i re-watched all of Shit's creek um because i love Shit's creek um i think everyone loved tiger king um because, <laughs> yes. because it was just so <laughs> mental um <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I like light-hearted stuff. Um, I also got into... Oh, God. Gillian Anderson. What was it called? Oh, The Crown. The Crown's been fabulous. Um, yes. Is it The Crown? It was uh, Sex Education as well. She was in Sex Education, if that's what you meant. No, it was. It was a, like a British crime thing from a few years ago. I'm going to have to Google the name now because it's going to be... Um, was it The X-Files? No. Hang on. Wikipedia. <laughs> the Fall. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that one. The Fall. Oh, it was really good. She was she was a bit of a minx. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix has been a godsend. Um I agree. As is anything with Alison Hammond in. Because I can't get enough of that woman. Um, <laughs> And Taskmaster, rewatching all of the old Taskmasters on 4OD. Ah, <laughs> uh, that that must have been fun. Yeah. Um, do you watch it with your pets? Uh, well, they normally Bond's normally playing out with her friends, and um, that's Beverly. And then Peggy's normally asleep upstairs. Hmm. I like their names. Well, I think pets should have names that you would see on like a Lancashire dinner lady <laughs> so I've got Beverly Peggy and my hamster's called Yvonne <laughs> Yvonne oh that that is brilliant I love Yvonne that's really cool Little Yvonne. for a hamster yeah yeah um I know someone whose hamster was called Lloyd which I absolutely adore um and it was this quite big hamster and it was very grumpy um and I was constantly thinking of like um, a very old-fashioned um, English um, man who's just, you know, who lives in Victorian times, kind of, and that's just Lloyd. <laughs> that's just Lloyd. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's I really good. It. I did, used to have a hamster called Clunkers, um, <laughs> but he died. But I called him Clunkers because every time I'd put him in his ball, he'd go straight to the bathroom wedge himself behind the toilet and take the lid off and then just clunk around to my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that it was probably quite fitting then to yeah. call him clunkers. Bill clunkers. What we were talking about um venues and um the fact that, you know, um we can't go out and we can't play live. What do you miss most about performing live, apart from being tactile? I miss the immediate reaction from a crowd, um, which is kind of why I've shied away from doing shows online. If I'm singing a song in a venue and it's not going down that well, everyone's going to go to the bar or go out for a fag or go for a wee, and I know that's not working, let's move on. Um, 
if I do that online, people just tune off um, and there's no redemption. You know, once I've lost you, I've lost you. So I definitely miss an actual live crowd. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss it's, a, it's a smoother interaction, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, you can see people in front of you. You can, you know, pick on someone if they've got an ugly T-shirt on or flirt <laughs> with someone. But there's none of that <laughs> when it's just an icon on a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a bit less um, personal. Yeah. Um, what would you, what would you wear if you could have a live gig, right now? Um, well, several corsets. Lockdown's not been kind to any of us uh, in the waste department. Um, but something comfortable, corset, maybe a, you know a sensible but sexy heel that I can run around in. Big hair, big jewelry, and. Something that, you know, low cut. I'm known for my cleavage. So, you know, mm. I stick with the old faithful there. <laughs> um, you said that a sensible heel that you can run around in. So, like, um, to close our interview off, what um, what is, like, the height? How many inches can you walk in comfortably? I can walk comfortably in, like, a seven or an eight-inch heel. But I cannot, I cannot walk in a stiletto. Whether it's one inch, four, five, six, seven, I can't walk in stiletto. So I normally like a blockier heel. Um, mm-hmm. That I, yeah, that I can run around in. Because, like I said, I don't like that divide between stage and audience. You know, let's run around. Let's do a conga. Oh, I love doing a conga <laughs> at my gig. Um, oh wow! I think the last time I've done one was at a wedding or something. Oh, yeah, you know, it's traditional a wedding, and they go to a conga and the okie dokie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, when I say sensible heel, I don't mean like, you know, a, a kitten heel. Um, you know, like a good five inch, slightly blockier heel that I can run around in, sit on mm-hmm. people, flirt, dance. <laughs> yeah. just, just the usual. <laughs> yeah, usual, you know, stuff we've missed. Yeah, well, I mean, I really hope that we'll be able to um, hear you and uh, see you live, and hopefully you will mock our t-shirts um, soon. Yes, and, hopefully. Uh, yeah, and thank you so much for doing this interview. It was um, so nice having you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. You have just heard Gina Grigio. Please check out her socials under at Gina Grigio Drag on Instagram and her Facebook page as well. If you'd love to have a laugh, tune into her live stream called Drunk Makeup and you can be sure that it will put a smile on your face. If you enjoy listening to interviews like this one, do not forget to subscribe to Blab and Jam. If you would like to see interesting posts and pictures of the interviewees and myself, please follow at Blab and Jam on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any queries or would like to be interviewed yourself, please send an email to media at blabandjam.com. Thank you for listening.